Okay, hi, I'm Vicky and welcome back to Ventures in the Capital. Before we start, in case you're not following me on Instagram, you can find me at Ventures in the Capital. You can message me about any topics you want to be discussed. And yeah, I look forward to hearing from you. So now today is a very special episode because I'm joined by my friend, Alvin. Hey Vicky, how's it going? I'm trying to, I'm being, okay. Yeah. Well, um, no. Okay. I think let's just go with this. Yeah, but um, so that um, recorded episode, and today we're going to be focusing on Asian expectations because we are both, by and large, British-born Chinese, and you just moved back to London. You moved exactly. to your new flat. You were yep. living at home with your parents for three months, and yeah. So why don't you introduce yourself? But. Yeah. So um, thanks, Vicky, for having me on your podcast. So as Vicky mentioned, I'm Alvin. Um, 27. Uh, 20, turning 28 soon. And uh, yeah, I work in the fintech industry, mainly in the data analytics and uh, risk and compliance field. So yeah, again, as Vicky mentioned, I've lived in the UK, um, primarily in London for the past 20, 25 years. Um, but yeah, originally my, um, my family, my parents or, and myself were, 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 were Chinese. Um, um, yeah, I think it'll be an interesting topic that we're going to be discussing today. Thanks for the intro, Alvin. <laughs> and we're just going to have a casual conversation. So let's just start with how did we meet? Yeah, sure. So um, I think this might be a uh, familiar phenomenon for those of you who are, you know, British or like, yeah. you know, American-born Chinese. But um, so yeah, when when we were little, uh, when we were kind of in primary school, I think it was at secondary school, early secondary school, like late primary school um, times, we went to um, Chinese school on on Sundays. So this is kind of essentially a, a <laughs> extracurricular school that you go to, sent by your parents to make sure that you don't forget, you know, your, you know, what we call it, forget your roots. So you know, you you, you go there to learn Chinese. Um, um, yeah, so so we met so we met there, and um, you know, every Sunday we would go and learn Chinese and just you know have you know, general you know, chit chat, play around. Um, so yeah, you kind know, of went to Chinese school for a few years and uh, kept in touch since then. Yeah, so it was about two hours every Sunday, and mm. then it was at Brunel University, yeah, which is where exactly. my dad worked at the time. And I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, same, did, same with my oh, dad. dad oh, I mean, my, my dad's still there now. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah my so dad's still there. Too. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, but I think well. a different department. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, all of the um, Chinese professors who worked in Brunel University sent their children to this Sunday mm. school at Brunel University. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we had about 20, 30 minute interval during the two hour session oh, yeah. where we would just muck about. And I still remember yeah. people from our class. Do you remember, like, yeah, 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 I remember most people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think like out of that the class, I think it's mainly myself, yourself, and one other guy. Yeah, and we've kind of been uh, keeping, keeping contact quite quite a lot. But um, but yeah, I mean, it was like it wasn't very, you know, formal like like normal yeah, school, yeah. right? It was just kind of on Sunday you go there to. Um, you know, I don't think I hardly did, did my homework. Yeah, then, we had homework like, every week, I remember yeah. every time we had to do you know that the test where you had to like you had to learn the characters like twenty characters yeah, a week in the square. Yeah, and then yeah. <laughs> it's a square, and then like, I remember like just. 10 minutes before the, the, the class began, <laughs> I was just like kind of memorizing this. And, uh, yeah, so like, Good I mean, student. yeah, I mean, I like, never took it really seriously, but like in hindsight now, I think it is, you know, it was being, being bilingual yeah. now, it's, it is really useful. So, um, so yeah, I mean, but it was a bit of fun anyway on Sunday. It's just, you know, some kids playing around. So yeah. it's, it's quite nice. So this was when we were quite young and we lost touch in between. We went to different high schools. Then how did we meet each other again afterwards? <laughs> right. Do you want to tell? Yeah, sure. Um, I think it was four or five years ago now so yeah, um, we both started working yeah I mean we, we still had each other on like Facebook and yeah. I think Instagram for like you know but we just haven't didn't connect for a while but then um, yeah I think it was just one rainy afternoon I was just <laughs> at, at home and then I was like just scrolling through LinkedIn and I like on my suggested like kind of connections I was like oh Vicky I, I think you just started working there I was like yeah. oh just uh 
doing the investment banking now, a very, uh, <laughs> very uh, a- a- Asian thing to do. So um, I was like, okay, connect. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I think on your LinkedIn, I, I mean, I think you had your like WeChat, WeChat on do, it. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. I was just saying, hey, Vicky, um, you know, how's it going? You're still around. Um, and then I think, yeah, we just had a, had a catch up. And also with our other friend uh, that I mentioned earlier, you know, the three of us from um, Chinese school back in the day. So we just kind of had regular kind of biannual annual catch-ups <laughs> then just you know just obviously the conversation is a lot different now than we had back then in school so it's more like uh i don't know kind of the adulty topics now yeah um, you, and, mi- you missed yeah. out the detail where you messaged me on wechat at like midnight <laughs> right. i was just in bed or just on my phone and then this conversation <laughs> pops up from you this friend request and i'm like whoa blast mm. from the past but yeah and then we just caught up yeah with our friend and we've been in touch since so yeah, so this episode we're going to talk about Asian expectations. Then, so you just moved back to London. You were staying with your parents for three months before you moved into your new yeah. flat. Yeah. And then you said recently that you've been having some disagreements about certain topics with your parents. And do you want to talk a bit about that? What were the things that they yeah, were saying sure, to you sure. that maybe yeah. irritated you? Or yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's kind of um, kind of like you know just straight up disagreements, but like it's kind of more let's say generational differences but i think on the whole it's uh, you know it's it's fine so like, i mean a bit of context so i used to um so i went to university in london um since 2013 so i went to um london school of economics so i've kind of lived in london for the past you know since 2013 really but um i went back home for a bit uh, for three months just because um, my the rent for my last place uh, finished in april and then i was you know i'm looking to move into my new new flat that i've bought um basically i've moved in now so it's been a it's been a week since so yeah i went back home for three or four months kind of lived with my parents for the first time uh i guess permanently since since yeah back in secondary school um so yeah I mean, it was kind of a bit of a shock i guess at first um you know you, you go back to uh you know interacting with your parents on a daily basis but i think maybe i can put in two two dimensions like overall on the kind of the uh lifestyle part it's fine because you know i think as you know traditional chinese parents they always see you as their you know as their kid as their son their daughter you know no matter how big you are um and how old you are so you know they would always make food for me so you know did, uh, breakfast lunch dinner was always made i was really you know appreciative of that so i didn't have to spend time to you know wash the dishes and cooking all that so that was really nice um you know i mean generally they they care for you you know they they really um you know uh yeah they they, they really love you but i think it's just the way uh, maybe like chinese parents and uh, western parents they probably portray in, in a in a different way so um yeah i mean there was some minor i guess discrepancies mainly i think from the generational gaps um you know, so for example, um, you know, they would ask you about how's, how work's going, how your maybe your relationship's going, and, um, you know, you might have some minor uh, differences in opinions there. You know, f- f- I think for, I think one major, uh, I guess, emphasis is that I think the older generation, as in Chinese parents, they really emphasize like stability yeah. and making sure everything's well planned. Um, and I really and I understand that, right? Because in their generation, you know, that, that's really important, you know, the, um, during their times, you know, uh, there was a lot more poverty around, you know, it was difficult just to get enough food on the table. So, you know, stability is really important, like long-term stability. Um, I get that, yeah. But, you know, as, um, you know, we grew up here in in the UK, in London, and a lot of times, you know, we have, we value things a lot differently, I'd say. Like, you know, we're more prone to be, we're like less um, risk-averse in a way, like we want to explore different things. So sometimes when you tell them about, you know, things you want to try out or, you know, what, what you're into, um, you know, there might be some, some kind of uh, a bit more communication that, that's required but I mean yeah that's kind of one brief topic uh, brief example I guess yeah. um, I guess um, 
So you're doing well in your career, mm. but they want you to do a PhD. Same with my parents. They say, you know, why don't you do a PhD? Why don't you do further education? Yeah. So how do you feel about that? Yeah, I agree. Um, definitely get where they're coming from, right? And um, I think that I've come, we've come a long way as well now because, you know, they are a lot more understanding of me right now, of, of you know, what I really enjoy doing and, you know, what my job entails right now. But from a traditional Asian parent standpoint, from the 70s, 80s, 90s, it's, you know, the classic lawyer, um, professor, le- lecturer, um, accountant jobs, which are, you know, as I mentioned, stable, you know, that kind of uh, bring you a st- steady income over time. So having a PhD, I think the argument was, um, you know, if you have a PhD, you have that really technical knowledge foundation, like even when you're in your 40s and your 50s, um, you still can add a lot of value to society. You know, you your value grows as you age. That's kind of, um, you know, their kind of mindset, which, which I agree. But I think, you know, just maybe start circle, right? Because I, I went to VLC and, and I think I went to Imperial. I think a lot of people, um, you know, don't even have to do, you know, there's no consensus to say like you have to do a master's even yeah. or, or, or even a PhD where people go straight into industry. So I think it's a lot different now. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I did have a lot of conversations around that and um, it's kind of different mind, mind, mindset. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, because mm. um, my dad's a professor, he has a PhD and mm. it's a stable job working in academia and you're not inf- affected by job cuts in the corporate exactly. world, by yeah. inflation, what everyone's talking about right now, or not as much. Mm. And there's a fixed pension with the university scheme, which is a lot more reliable. Mm. So then they see that as a reliable career, very stable and flexible as well, because you kind of manage your own time yeah. a little yeah. bit. Uh, and you also get the holidays off. So they see that as mm. a better option to the corporate world where people are cut all the time. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, I mean, the way I see it is, you know, in the academia world or let's say in the public service, like, you know, if, you, if you're a doctor or lawyer, the career trajectory or progression is more, I say, like, stay steady and li- linear. Whereas maybe for us, um, well, not necessarily, but like, you know, there's high, high likelihood of being more of a fluctuation, you know, your career is ne- never linear, let's say in, in the fintech banking consulting industry, you know, you might, uh, you know, go through loads of promotions in a short period of time, then you might be stagnating for a bit, and then there might be another recession, or, you know, there might be another kind of fintech boom. So, so you know, it, it's kind of that difference in mindset. I mean, one other kind of point I want to mention, I'm keen to get your thoughts as well, is, um, you know, I often hear from fellow British, Chinese, British, Asian um, friends that, the generational gap between us and our parents is probably the same as the generational gap between us, sorry, between a Western kid and their grandparents, just because, really? you know, like, okay. the, if you think about it, like, the society changed, societal change in, let's say, Asia yeah. for the past 40 years has been huge, oh, like, I you know, from a, you know, a very low basis in terms of GDP per capita, etc., to where we are now, in, and then maybe for the UK, it's mm. relatively stable, right, you know, it's for the past 50, 60 years, so I think, you know, that's kind of another factor, and I, I feel... Um, yeah that plays a big part well I feel like in the UK I don't know if it was ever a trend that people would choose to do a PhD in order to go into academia Mm. for a stable job I feel like that's a very Asian thing like in mainland China there was a craze in the 80s where everyone was like oh we need a PhD in order to do well and then it became almost like something they would show off and then to give you like better reputation amongst your peers it's like to have face it's a superficial thing so I feel like that's a trend actually that's more dominant in China mainland China yeah, I agree. Um, the, the way I see it is, I think in the UK, at least, people do a PhD because they generally have a passion for their yeah. subject. Like, if you really love maths, you know, they, you will go and do it. You're not in it for the money or the fame. You know, just enjoy doing research. Whereas I think in, in China, maybe the consensus is more around, yeah, as you mentioned, you know, it's, a, it's, it's something that it's the credential. You know, you do it to show, prove to people that you're doing well. You know, you ha- you ha- you're going to have a stable next, you know, 30, 40 years. I agree with you there. Okay, so let's go back to the beginning. 
Growing up, do you feel like our upbringing was different from the average household in the UK, or what? You what do you think that the typical, I guess, British-born Chinese person goes through in their childhood versus just an just the average household? Yeah, sure. So I think um, yes and no to to your question.、Um, no, in the sense that you know, in school,、um, can you just like any, any other kids really, right? You go for the same lessons, same curriculum. You go and play play football. You know, it's kind of、uh, yeah, just 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 the same really. Everyone gets the same education at school. But I think it's more, you know, after school we go home. There might be a you know, I, I think that was quite a big difference. So I, th- I think like Chinese parents traditionally. Uh, value education very highly. You know, there's、um, there's this emphasis that you should always be you know, on top of your homework, and you should probably be doing more than you're asked to do at school. So you know, for example, some subjects like maths,、uh, science. You know, there was there was always be let's say like at least my parents gave me like lots of extra work、mm-hmm. to do at home. You know, on top of my school homework because I'm less less face it for me. I feel like it takes me like half an hour just to finish、yeah. <laughs> finish、yeah. homework from school. At least back in primary school and、um, early. Secondary school, so you know, my parents always felt like that wasn't enough. You know, that you should always learn more, should always be on top of your game. So yeah, I had to do. I remember so every year when my parents would go back to China, they would bring a lot of the Chinese curriculum、yeah. math book back back to the UK, and it's like, okay, this is what they study at the same age, <laughs> the same age、um, over in China. So you know, you you want to be at least you know. Be able to, you know, at least un- understand what they're going through. So I was, I was learning.、Um, I, was, I remember it's like year seven or year six. I was going through like、um, what was it now, like quadratic equations and stuff.、Oh, and, no、and, and then, and then, like in year six, it was still like back in school. It was still like right, what, what's nine times twelve? <laughs> so, so it was, it was a it was a big big difference. And then, and then back in school, I was in primary school.、Um, I always got this.、Um, Now people always thought I was a maths genius. Like I was used to win. We had this game called Round the World, where you go around, everyone sees who's the quickest at answering like the me- mental maths problems. But then, like you know, I, I don't know. I feel like my my parents just see that as like the norm, yeah, as yeah. you know, for 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 a Chinese kid at least. So yeah, that, that was quite a lot different、um, outside of school. I think when I got home. Yeah, and with us, there was also a certain level of competition, friendly competition between the Asian families. I remember my parents would always like try and let me compete, but try to hide that they're getting me to compete with their friend's daughter. So I just remember we went to visit our family friend after a while, and then I'm friends with the daughter. She's about the same age as me. And then the first thing the Asian parents said was, "Why don't you both play the piano?" <laughs> we had to both play the、oh, yeah. piano, and it was clearly some kind of competition for、mm. them. But yeah, it was just strange, and、uh, I mean the maths textbooks thing that didn't happen to me、uh. thankfully, <laughs> but I can totally see that happening just across the board. And but I do remember when I first moved to the UK, so I was five years old, and then I went to nursery or days like preschool,、okay. yeah, yeah. and then. The first day I came in, all the other kids were playing in the sandbox. <laughs> I didn't know what to do, but I'd just come back from China,、yeah. and I was five, and we had just finished learning long division in China. <laughs> <laughs> so then the only thing I knew was long division.、Right. So then I was sat there, and then、um, I was like, "I want to do long division." So then the teacher sat next to me、mm. to do long division. I remember that quite clearly. It was my first day of preschool.、Mm, yeah, I mean,、um, I think to a point, I, th- I think a lot of Western kids, they or parents, they feel like, "Wow, like why are Chinese kids so good at maths? Why are they so good at these?" Yeah. But whereas for us it's like this is just a norm, right? Because、yeah. like this is how how it is how it works in China, you know.、Um, so so to, to your point, I agree. Yeah, and on the long division example, and then、um, on your point around, you said you, you play the piano, right?、Yeah. Do you want to talk talk about how the how the, the relationship between music instruments and Chinese <laughs> families,、uh, you know, how, how how that works? Yeah, I just I don't even know where this came from, where this trend started, but typically. 
the Asian parents will ask you to learn the piano. That's the number one thing. And then second instrument, probably a cello or a violin. Well, I learned the cello. It's normally the violin, but I learned the cello for some reason. Actually, I had a new colleague join my work. So he joined as a team. He's Canadian-born Chinese. I just asked him, what are you doing on the weekend? He was like, I'm doing this. And I, was, and I said, I'm going to the proms, you know, classical music. And I was like, do you play any instruments? And he was like, yeah, I'll play the piano. And then he started laughing. He was like, do you play any instruments? And I said, yeah, I'll play the piano. And we both started laughing. Whilst our other colleague, who's Italian, just looked at us and didn't understand. So then we had to explain to him. But yeah, is, um, do you learn any, did you learn musical instruments? Yeah, yeah. So, um, of course, yeah, of course I did. Um, so I did the, so I learned the violin since I was six for about 10, 11, 12 years. And then um, I also learned the trumpet when I was more 14 or 15. Oh, but like, to be fair, like I learned a trumpet because I was actually genuinely, genuinely interested in, oh, in a okay. trumpet because I mean, it's a funny story. So <laughs> I, I just felt like during the orchestra when I was used to be in the violin section, there was just like 10 of us and then it was really quiet. Like you couldn't really, I mean, I'm, I'm going to get bashed by a violinist for sure. But like, you know, I, I just felt like, it wasn't loud enough. Yeah. And then it was the, the trombone and the trumpet at the back. This is like three of them. And it's just so loud. And I was like, right, I want to try this out. So, so yeah, I, I switched to the trumpet in the orchestra um, when I was like 14, 15. So it was an yeah. ego thing. <laughs> it was an ego. Uh, no, I mean, it's like, I mean, the violin was, as you mentioned, it wasn't by choice. It was when the parents came over and said, you know, piano, violin, you know, what do you reckon? And I was like, yeah, let's try, try the violin. And then I think over time, I just, I don't know if it's ego, but it's just more like, you know, like to discover where your true passion lies within music. Do you think that helped? Are you grateful that your parents asked you to learn musical instruments growing up? Um, I think for me personally, I'd say yeah, like it definitely benefits, but whether it's worth the effort or time, I think yeah, I'd say yes, but um, for me, I just, I don't think I have like a musical talent. Like and I've obviously got to the like grade, I think grade seven for violin at the end, but it's more Pretty like, <laughs> but it was more like, yeah, I'm not gonna be a, I, I wasn't naturally gifted yeah. in music uh, whereas I think if if someone naturally was um, or really enjoyed it I think yeah definitely you know it's because I think at a, at a young age you don't actually know what your true passion lies in the same parents would sign up for different classes different you know, um, classes and then you probably can find a passion from there so if you had children now then would you get them to learn the piano or the violin um, I would probably get them to try it out try out different things when they're young like you know outdoor activities and music I'll look at, also look at where their talents lie, but I wouldn't. I, I, I guess I wouldn't force them to learn anything. That's my yeah. How, how, how about you? What? I'm definitely gonna make my children really? on the piano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's very useful. I mean, from my, I feel like it helps with coordination. Okay. And then yeah. also music is linked to maths, so I almost feel like it helps <laughs> with just your general mm. maths abilities too. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like also music, it uses a different part of the brain. You develop different skills. I think it's just good for growth and development. What were you going to say, sorry? No, no, it's good. No, I think that makes sense. Um, but I was going to say, what, what about... Um, I think another difference is there's kind of a less emphasis on Chinese parents on like outdoor activities or like sports mm. at a young age because I feel like a lot of my um, upbringing, it was all indoor activities like, mm. you know, studying, studying maths, mm. English, science and in musical instruments. Mm. Whereas... You know, you, it's not like you know they're signing up for football, rugby classes. Yeah. Um, whereas you know, l late later on in my teenage years, I had this, and you know, I, I developed developed a passion for basketball. But you know, I, d I didn't have had a chance to try out earlier. So um, mm, so I don't know if, if you're I don't know what your thoughts around um, if there's I don't know some bias towards certain <laughs> certain um, hobbies. Yeah. Do you also feel like those kinds of hobbies because it's all indoors and sometimes you mostly do it by yourself? Whether, because a lot of, I guess, Asian people, the stereotype is the personality is a bit more on the quiet and the shy side. Do you think it's because that uh, we've had all of these kind of introverted activities? <laughs> yeah, partly, partly. I think, um, hmm. 
Yeah, I think it goes back to our initial conversation because maybe our parents or Chinese families feel like these indoor activities uh, have a greater return, like <laughs> return on investment. Because you know, when you go for university, you know, you if you're good at maths, you study and um, you, you know how to play violin or piano, mm. gives you an extra edge. Whereas maybe sports, if you're really good at football, math, uh, sorry, football or like rugby, basketball, if you want to go into those, you know, typical very Asian uh, emphasized um, professions, I don't know, maybe it has a lesser factor to play. Yeah. 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 Fair point. Great. So let's move on to the high school era. So did you have to take 11 plus? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. So I went to um, a grammar school in in. Langley, well, yeah, Langley Grammar School. Uh, so yeah, I did take the 11 plus. I took a few of them. Like we had to have, you have to take a diff- different exam for each borough. Um, so yeah, I took a few of them. Um, I don't know when you started preparing for them, but like my parents got me to start, yeah, I think at the end of year, end of year four. Oh, really? <laughs> I think like year five. So it was like, you no, know, they've really valued, like yeah, it was a really important milestone for them. Yeah, I think that's probably the first big milestone for any Asian family. And just to give context to people who are not British, um, in the UK, so you have the the comprehensive schools. So just a, just you can go to the school if you live nearby. But then you have more selective secondary schools where you take an exam. And it's typically called the 11 plus because we'll be 11 years old when you take it. But then it's testing knowledge like beyond that. So then it's called 11 plus. I mean, the, the name's a bit controversial, but uh, it's um, like a multiple choice exam. And then if if you score above a, per, a certain point, then you can go to a grammar school, which is a bit more selective. So it's meant to be for slightly higher achieving students. Um, and then above that, there's the private schools where you actually have to pay and then you have to pass an entrance exam to go there. So we both went to grammar schools. So it was just taking a test. And if we pass, we can go. And yeah, for the different boroughs, it's like different areas in England and different areas have their own exams. So moving, yeah, moving on to this topic. So I started preparing for this, yeah, probably one or two years beforehand, like you say, year four. So we take it in year six. I remember my parents would go to other Asian families whose children have already taken it and then get the past papers or print it out. And my mum used to spend ages like rubbing it out because everything was in pencils. But then I could still see the <laughs> So then when she's like, I'll try this paper, I could do it very easily because I could still see the answer from before. The same experience for you? Yeah, exactly the same. I was like, I was, when you were saying, I was literally saying, like, when you say, yeah, like you can see, still see the marks. So, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, I think I did every single, like, paper known to mankind, okay. like, back, back then, like, for, like, the past 10 years. So, uh, for me, I from what I remember, three sections, like, the, the verbal section, non-verbal, mm. and the quantitative, like, the maths yeah. Uh, section. Um, yeah, I think, I think at the end, I was just, yeah, like, just, just, Actually, no, I remember now, like in year six, beginning year six, our school, our primary school actually, um, you know, started getting us to prepare for the exams. And then they gave us these practice papers. And then um, I think I literally finished it in five minutes just because I've done, done it so many times. And then, um, and, then, and then, yeah, it was just like, like, Alvin, how did, like, I think I got like, it was like 98 or 99. And then like the next person was like, not, not that big myself up. It's, it's, it's literally because I've done it so many times. Uh, so yeah, yeah that kind of just shows you the dedication that our parents go through to make sure that we, um, yeah, like get past this big milestone. I think most Asian families we know, all their children went to a grammar school, if not a private school. Mm. Do you know anyone who didn't pass the 11 plus? Uh, not in my, yeah, not in kind of my... Um, immediate friends family circle i think do you no not in our generation but the next generation because my dad has some 
students like in his university and their children i think one didn't pass the 11 plus and then it's one of those things where your parents are like oh we can't talk about that you know it's like we can't it's just can't talk about that kind of stuff but yeah that's um asian stereotype mm. yeah 